listener production. We wanted to open up and tell the world, hey, you can be heavily pregnant or be prepared to have a family and still come join Spotify, right? We're not hiring you for the short term. We're hiring you for the long term because you're much more valuable than six months off of parental leave for us. We're looking at retaining you or hoping to retain you on a much longer term basis. If we continue to invest in our people and treat people the way they should be treated and give them the right work family balance, that they'll be happier. They'll be more loyal. They'll be more motivated then they'll perform better and then our business will do better. So there's this connection to commercial rationale around investing in these programs as well that has also worked for us. I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, and this is Fast Track. It's rare to find people raving about the experience of starting a family and going to work. Finding the balance, getting enough time off and being able to manage the personal and professional at such a busy time. Often there's a lot of juggling, sacrifice and a sense of not getting it right either at home or at work. Maternity leave and then parental leave have developed since 1973 when the first formal provision was introduced into the Australian Public Service. But Australia is still considered to be one of the least generous parental schemes in the developed world. The question is, has it developed enough to really make a difference? For the 60-plus Australian team at Spotify, the answer is a resounding yes. The company has introduced a positive array of parental leave benefits, as well as a lifetime allowance to use IVF and donor services. And there's more. To understand what's on offer, why it's on offer, and how the Swedish success that is Spotify made it work, I've invited Head of HR for Asia Pacific Spotify, Michael Kim, to join me to discuss and inspire us around the possibilities of making parental leave work for everyone. Michael, I'm so excited to speak to you. Welcome to Fast Track. Thanks, Margie. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you for the invite. First, help me understand the philosophy that sits behind Spotify's people-centric approach here. Yeah, sure. And I think uh, first and foremost, to understand our philosophy, it's important to understand that we are a Swedish-born company. So we're not your typical U.S. corporation or even local Australian corporation. We're a Swedish-born company where our founder and CEO is Swedish and therefore Swedish culture is embedded in our culture as a company in our DNA. Uh, So when we think about our culture, our work environment, we very much want to create an environment where passionate people can grow and be their very best with us. We believe at Spotify in an inclusive culture where everyone feels empowered to share their full selves and where everyone feels like they belong. And that sense of belonging piece is more important than ever, especially going through this pandemic as well. But we're also a truly values-driven company. And again, I think a lot of companies say that, but this is the first time I've ever worked for a company that truly acts upon what we put up there when we talk about what we believe in and what our values are. So it's quite 
a different experience for me, who's always been an HR executive working for U.S.-based companies, to come on board to a Swedish company and really run a people organization and drive a people strategy in a very different way. And that specific way that I think truly differentiates us from many other companies is this people-first approach. It's not about business first, it's about people first. And it's really paid off well for us. What were you seeing over the course of your career around parental leave? You've had a lot of experience and we'll come to what's happening right now in a moment. But what had you seen before around the parental leave and other benefits? Yeah, I think you know, when we created the, the global parental leave several years ago and we really started to unpack and really start researching best practices around parental leave, listening to our people about what they value in parental leave. I think what we've learned back then and we're continuing to learn now, it's that it's a super important topic and it's becoming more and more relevant and important for employees, not just those new parents or employees who are thinking about starting a new family. It's just as important for our Gen Z population and our millennials as well. We recognize that people want to work for a company that very much invests in value in a strong work-family balance. The other thing we've learned along the way is really how far behind many companies and governments are still in this very important space of providing support for new parents. We found that the stigmas and, and inequalities around uh, benefit programs globally with companies are still very much outdated. So for example, you know, many companies still have parental leave programs where they have different amounts of time off and, and allowances for male fathers versus mothers. There are companies that don't recognize adoption as a form of parental benefit or qualifier for parental benefit. They don't recognize the fact that it doesn't matter what gender you are, how you identify as an LGBTQ member as well. If you're a new parent, you're a new parent, you should be getting the right benefits and the same benefits. Um, the other big thing that I think we've learned is still this stigma that we're trying to demystify every day around this notion that if you go on parental leave, that's career suicide, right? We believe you don't need to choose between your career and having a family. You should be able to have both without any fear of retaliation, discrimination, or really putting any more hurdles around your career growth and really kind of breaking down that gender stereotype that, you know, mainly women should be at home caring for children and spending more time off than men should be, for example. Mm. And what that does is that creates that inequality because it's tougher for women to then re-enter the workforce Right. As well. So so we've learned a lot along the way. And we and, and, you know, the other reason why we're so passionate about this, Margie, is not only because we've rolled this program out because it's what's best for our people, but we're rolling this program out too to also now create awareness around the world that this is an important topic that companies should be investing in. So, Michael, what is on offer at Spotify? If I come and work there, what are you going to offer me? Sure. So let's start with our parental leave program. So if you were to join Spotify, you would be eligible as an employee for six months fully paid off leave, parental leave. You'd also be eligible for a seventh month of flexible work and really easing your way back into the workforce after six months of parental leave. We all know how hard it is to transition from parental leave back into work. So we're trying to kind of 
move away from that overnight, you're a mother, then the next day you're a full-time employee. So we give that seventh month as a flexible work option for our mothers and fathers to decide how they want to come back into the workforce after six months of parental leave. And we really empower them to make that choice so they make it uh, the most kind of accessible and easy way back into, into the business. The other cool part of our parental leave program is that you can take that leave and you're eligible for that leave up to your child's third birthday. So it's not like when they're born, you take it or leave it and then you lose it. And this is a great example of how we leverage Swedish culture into our company culture, because that's what they do in Sweden or similar format of that in Sweden for their citizens in the way they support their citizens through their family support system. And lastly, which I think is cool, it's such a nuanced thing, but I think it differentiates us from a lot of other players, Margie, is if you were to join Spotify tomorrow and you were to give birth a week later or even a day later after your start date, you're eligible for parental leave. Wow, that is different. That is really different, right? So very few people, you have to qualify after a year or two years. Exactly. And we never understood why you have to qualify for such an important personal event in your life. It's not like you could control that part of it, nor should you have to have to control when you have to have a child based on when you qualify for a program that your employer gives you. But the other reason why we added that feature in is because we also wanted to create and send a message around our diverse hiring strategy. We wanted to open up and tell the world, hey, you can be heavily pregnant or be prepared to have a family and still come join Spotify, right? We're not hiring you for the short term, we're hiring you for the long term. So when we make that decision to hire you, we're gonna invest in you immediately. And we're not gonna wait for you to quote unquote, like you say, qualify, right? Because you're much more valuable than six months off of parental leave for us. We're looking at retaining you or hoping to retain you on a much longer term basis. And then this allows our candidates to also not be fearful for applying for a new job or fearful of being retaliated against or being rejected simply because they're preparing to have a family. I really like this idea of it's a long-term relationship that you're having with your employees as opposed to a transactional one that's going to benefit you over them. There's a really interesting thing that you're doing that I mentioned, the IVF and paid IVF. Now, this stands apart from anything I've heard anywhere. What is it? So what we're doing now is, you know, on top of our parental leave program, you know, we're adding more to our family forming benefits, right? Continuing to advocate for a strong work family balance. So we announced uh, that all employees back in early January are now eligible to be fully covered for IVF and egg freezing cycles and not have to pay out of pocket. And we cover the amount based on the country they're in as things differ. So, for example, in Australia, uh, an average cycle of IVF will cost anywhere from $10,000 to $15,000. We'll cover up to or exceeding three cycles. So so in any given year, giving $60,000 worth of IVF to our people who choose to go in and, and get that service done. And it's really, again, another message that we're sending to our people that say, we support you when you want to start a family and we want Spotify to be part of that experience and we want you to be with Spotify and and us help you get through that experience. Now, again, this isn't just focused on new parents. 
But from an egg freezing and IVF perspective, this is for anyone. It could be regardless if you're 21 or 31 or 41, you're eligible for it. And regardless if you plan on having a family next year or in five years. And this this new benefit uh, that we're using through a vendor called Carrot has been widely applauded by our people and very happy from our people. Yeah. Michael, I'm curious, if I was cynical, I'd say you were doing this to attract the best talent and, you know, there's a great talent shortage coming. Is that part of it? I think it's a part of it. I think it's one of the benefits that come along with with having such a dynamic benefit and reward program that we do. But I think it's more of a byproduct and it's a positive byproduct, but it certainly wasn't our initial goal or intent. The real intent around building these programs was very insular. It was really about, again, how we operate as an HR team. When we look at new programs that we generate, we don't go out and say, what are our competitors doing? What do, what do the, the workforce want so we can attract the best talent? We actually look completely opposite. We say, what do our people internally at Spotify want? What do our people that are here already need and how can we best support them in our very unique culture, in our very special way of doing so? And I think by leading that way and building programs that way, a byproduct is that people outside see what we're doing and say, I want to be a part of that. And that's why, you know, our biggest challenge isn't getting enough candidates to apply for our jobs. Our biggest challenge right now, and it's a great challenge to have, is too many people are applying for the jobs that we have and how do we find the right fit from there. So I think this type of program has done a great job in the talent attraction space. um, And that's something that we will certainly take advantage of, given how aggressive the war for talent is right now. But for us, it's also about retention. It's also about the belief that if we continue to support our people in the best way possible, if we continue to invest in our people and treat people the way they should be treated and give them the right work family balance and and time off that they need, that they'll be happier. They'll be more loyal. They'll be more motivated. Then they'll perform better. And then our business will do better. So there's this connection to commercial rationale around investing in these programs as well that has also worked for us. What happens to people without children? Do they get other benefits in other ways? They do. I mean, we certainly have other benefits that impact all Spotifyers, like our newly announced Work From Anywhere program, where we now offer all employees the option to work remotely or come into the office. It's kind of that whole, you know, you be your authentic self, you choose for yourself. We're empowering you to tell us what works best for you. We have things like the public holiday swap program, where we tell our employees, you decide what public holidays are important to you and decide to swap out any public holidays within your country with the one that you believe in. So if you don't believe in the notion of Thanksgiving, and that's a public holiday that everyone has off, don't take Thanksgiving off. But if you believe in another random holiday that isn't on our calendar or on the official kind of public holiday calendar, take that time off instead. So there's these little quirky programs there that we really empower our people to really own their own time. We've just announced that we're doing a wellness week where the entire company is shutting down for a week starting in November, solely so everyone could just disconnect, recharge, and focus on themselves, especially after the year we've had. So there are a lot of other programs and benefits that we're offering to all Spotifyers. But I think, and this is a bit controversial, Margie, maybe, but I often do hear this comment around, 
well, you're giving six months off to new parents. What if I don't want to have children? Where is my six months off? And that's when I need to remind people we're not giving parents six months of holiday where they're going to Fiji and really having a beautiful vacation. If anything, parental leave is extremely stressful. It's extremely difficult. And I know many people that would much rather be in the office than, than having to sit at home six months with the pressures of raising a new baby in those sleepless well, what, nights, you know? Yep. What I'm hearing, Michael, is you want you want a flourishing workforce. So you're doing everything to enable that high well-being and high performance to get that. So what do you recommend to other businesses and employees to look for when creating or asking for benefits around family parental leave or what even public holiday swaps? Yeah, I think, you know, not everyone could do what Spotify is doing, right? And I'm not saying our approach should work for everyone else. Our approach works for us because, again, going back to that comment around the way we build our people strategies is really focused on listening to our people and understanding their specific needs and adapting our programs and strategies to meet those needs. And those needs are constantly evolving as we grow. So constantly listening and questioning and asking your people how they're doing, how engaged they are, the pulse of the organization and understanding that is critically important. So every company differs, whether you're a startup or a, or a multinational corporation, I think the most important thing is, first and foremost, don't worry about what your competitors are doing. Don't worry about what's cool or trendy in the market. Worry about your people. And when you start taking that your people first approach, these benefits and programs will come naturally to you because your people will tell you what they want and what you need. And if you can't give them what you want, find the best alternative to meet them in the middle. Let them know that you're listening to them. Let them know that you're taking a proactive approach to address their needs in the best way possible and really be transparent and, and honest with them. Do whatever you can within your sphere of influence to create a positive change in the workforce. And lastly, it's around those companies that look at these benefits and they look at it as a burden of cost. They look at it as another line item on the PL that they have to take a loss on. Uh, and I encourage everyone to start looking at these benefits, not as a burden of cost, but as a long-term investment in your workforce. It's very, very easy to also quantify how much it will cost you in revenue in business if you have high, high attrition, if you have people leaving, if you have a toxic organization, or if you have an organization that is under-engaged and not passionate about the work they're doing. Yeah. It will reflect in your results. It will reflect in your product. So we believe, again, like I said, if we can continue to support our people and keep them happy and keep them engaged, they're going to bring their best selves to Spotify. And they're going to do everything in their power to have Spotify win. And we have some of the best people in the world working for us. I'd rather they stay at Spotify than go to our competitor. Yep. So there is a commercial rationale to the CFOs and the CEOs of the world, not just the HR leaders, that say this is important for you guys from a business perspective just as much as, as it is to help your people. Yeah, well, it sounds very aligned not only to the origins of the company and its Swedish founders, but also to the strategic imperative of people first 
and then it's not just an HR thing, it's the way that we do things around here. So I'm absolutely fascinated by this conversation. One quick surprise question, Michael. Sure. What does the future hold in this area of, you know, a people-first environment? Yeah, I think that's the million-dollar question, and the answer is we have no idea. <laughs> no crystal ball. Yeah, there is no crystal ball, but it's interesting because we do have a lot of data, though, and it, it stems back to the pandemic. And when I think about how all the companies have worked prior to to the pandemic and then post-pandemic, we've learned a lot. And the pandemic has fast-tracked the way we think about remote working, hybrid working, asynchronous organizations. Prior to the pandemic starting, uh, these were all topics around, quote unquote, the future of work. What does the future of work look like? And this topic was always brought up. But when it was brought up, it was always put in the context of, oh, yeah, but that's going to be five years from now, 10 years from now, even 15 years from now. Yeah, We're living through it right now. But what's interesting is because the world is still living through the pandemic, we've been forced to work remotely. Yep. Right. I think what's going to be really interesting for us is when the pandemic is over and we're in a hybrid working setup, not because we're forced to, because we believe that is the best way forward and that's what's best for our people. That's when we're going to get a lot of insights of pros and cons of remote working, what works, what doesn't work, what's improved, but then what new problems have occurred because of that. Right now, the variable, the baseline, I mean, is very, very skewed because of COVID. So anything we look at now, it's like, oh, yeah, because it's COVID, because of COVID, because of COVID. We'd love to see what it truly means to be an asynchronous organization and a hybrid organization when the pandemic's over. And like everything else at Spotify, what I love about this company is we move very, very quickly, right? And we iterate along the way. We often use this term, we're flying the plane while fixing the wing at the same time. And we do that with our programs as well. So even with our parental leave program, we've iterated our program over time since the launch based on the feedback of our people. Well, we really like this part of it, but it would be great if we could add this to it. Or this really isn't relevant, we should take it away. And when I think about the Work From Anywhere program and other programs that we've, we've embarked on, it's going to take time. But once we hear the feedback from our people, we'll be adjusting and tweaking our programs. And that's where the learning happens. And I love that because I'm hearing this wellness, like taking a week off for wellness week. Most of my clients are just crawling towards the finish line at Christmas because the cognitive overload that they've experienced over this last two years, but particularly over the last six months, has actually meant that they're low motivation, you know, a fair bit of burnout, but you're actually jumping in and giving everyone a week off. That's extraordinary action. Yeah. And we're hoping that it exactly does that. We're hoping that it recharges everyone's batteries. It's hoping that everyone gets the time off they need to just focus on themselves, their families, and just their overall well-being and come back refreshed because no one's good to us burnt out. And that's not a Spotify thing. That's any company. Yep. You have someone that's burnt out and stressed, it's going to do more harm to your organization, to your business and to your people than taking a week off and maybe sucking up some revenue loss because you've been out for the entire company's literally out for that week. But we believe the ROI of, of healing our people on the long term outweighs the cost of one week of being off. And lastly, going back to that Swedish culture again, it's just simply the right thing to do. Right. It's it's that that concept that as an employer, we have a sense of duty of care for our people. 
and we want to make sure our people are cared for. And the absence of government stepping in to help bridge that gap to support their people, employers have to take on that pressure to do so. And I think Spotify has been doing a great job with that. Michael Kim, wow, what a fantastic chance for us to discuss and to be inspired around what's possible in the workplace, not just only from parental leave, but with a people first mindset. I think I want to come and work at Spotify now. Thank you so much for being on Fast Track today. Thank you, Margie, for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. Fast Track was presented by me, Margie Hartley. Producer Tina Matalov, audio production by Darcy Thompson, executive producer Jennifer Goggin. Listener.